Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. We got Adam Ferris, the bassoonist from Stony Creek High School. Here that, is my, that is my primary qualification. Thank you, Phil. So Adam and I were just catching up real quick and we're having some great conversations. Wanted to record those and maybe share them with you all at some point. Adam, share some of your perspective. We were talking about the concept of leading everything. And it's really interesting to me, and, and I, can, I have my own thoughts about that. I was just sharing some with you. Relate to us and the audience today some of your thoughts about leading everything and just your perspective on leadership and positional leadership and that sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. A little nervous. That was a great intro. So the, what we were talking about just before you hit record was, you know, lead from your position as the tagline because uh, position by itself never means or equates to leadership. So we've all seen someone in a leadership role that perhaps doesn't deliver. So I think the challenge that we can all put on ourselves or improvement opportunity is how do we demonstrate leadership from our current situation? And then anyone can achieve that because it doesn't require a change to our position. It just requires a change within us. So, yeah, I think, go ahead. I think that's great insight. And to me, that's, uh, that's ownership of your station and your role in life. And I like to think of it as leading the followers almost. And it's not that you're overstepping your leader's leadership but you're helping him be a, or she be a more effective leader yeah and i mean also a good way to think about it is uh uh as a leader who do you serve and it is your followers that's the whole point exactly so demonstrating leadership is not about looking up it's about looking down and uh figuratively down you're you know it's about elevating your team members. So you, you have to take care of your community as a leader. And if you're trading that community to get yourself more position, then you're doing the opposite of what a leader should do, which is prioritizing yourself. So servant, leader, servant leadership is the key. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. Let's go back to some other topics we were discussing. We were discussing communication. And actually, we were discussing it in the context of having a dog and being able to understand your dog. And I think this is super interesting. And if you could describe to me, you, you mentioned that you can communicate with your dog and I can relate to the same sort of thing. And I want to just kind of hear your perspective on being able to communicate with your dog. I think it's just a really wonderful exercise in what communication is. And we focus so much on words uh, all the time, like literally the whole, like the Twitter, right? Or it's all words. Sometimes we throw in a picture, um, but like real communication, like your dog's tweaking out and your friends are like, what? and you're like, oh, well, she has to go out and go to the bathroom. But you, you know that, right? Because she's communicating to you in her own unique way. Like that's communication, right? So, so comparing, you know, I can communicate with my dog. Everybody can. It's not that impressive. But, uh, the parallels between that and when you're in a work meeting 
and someone's talking and they're saying so many words and they're not actually saying anything. It's like you have communicated less to me in this 30 minute block. Right. My dog does when she needs to go out. Right. Interesting to think about. Yeah, I think you're right on. I think the buzzword of today is emotional intelligence. Oh, and I think one of the reasons why you look at being able to communicate with your dog in the way you do is you're very high in emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, and I think people, many leaders, many of the great leaders can sit in a room and you're talking about service and meeting people's needs as a leader. You can sit in a room in a meeting and you might not even be running the meeting, but you, you can feel and sense the needs of that meeting. It's kind of like being at a dinner where the dinner's not going well and you know, you sense that you need to maybe step in and, and kind of yeah, do that. something. Yeah. You like something needs it. to be done and, and it might not be your role, but you can help facilitate it without stepping out of that position that you're in. You know, you don't want to, you know, make those leaders that are actually in the position look bad, but you want to help them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're, that's a, the awkward dinner examples is wonderful because everyone can relate to that. Everyone, like, you know, it's like, oh man, I've entered awkward dinner territory. <laughs> even, even if you don't know really why, right? Like, even if you don't have all the context for why someone will say something to someone else is kind of snippy, even if you don't know, like, the history of their bad blood, you're like, oh, that's terrible. Even though the words might be fine, right? You can sense it. So, like, that's no different than communicating with your dog or listening to someone in a work meeting use a whole lot of words to describe the fact they have no idea what's going on. Exactly. So, so, and then, and then tying that back to the leadership lesson is that uh, when, when you're a, as a leader, what is your currency with your team? And in my opinion, the answer is trust. So if they trust you, they communicate more openly with you. And when they're communicating more openly with you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how, maybe it's with more words, maybe it's with, slumped shoulders when they're bummed, maybe it's with tears. But if your people are communicating with you more openly, then it's far easier to take care of them as a leader. So the more, the more, the more in tune you are with your people, emotional intelligence, empathy, however you want to describe it, but the more you're in touch with your people, the more they are in touch with you. That's how you succeed as a leader. I love that. How do you, how do you build that trust as a leader? You invest in them. So think about someone who you trust deeply, who's earned it, right? Because trust is earned. If it's given away and betrayed, which we've all been burned, right? Then, you know, trust, trust is earned. So how do you win over the trust of your people? Invest in them. Show them that you're worth that investment. It's kind of like an investment game. Show your people why you are worth their investment. Just like they buy things online. You're just another person, guy, girl, whoever who happens to be above them on the position chart today doesn't mean that they should invest in you. You got to show them that. I think you're right on, man. I've heard an interesting perspective from Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you listen to Gary V at all? I, I read his words online. Yeah. He's got some interesting perspective, mixed reviews on Gary, but he has a really interesting one on giving trust. And you, you mentioned trust is earned and I totally agree but one of his perspectives is that he's big on giving trust freely first and letting people break it as opposed to waiting for them to earn it. And I think that's an interesting perspective because it's really hard to trust somebody that doesn't trust you back. That, that sounds like he's gaming it in my opinion. Yeah. How so? Well, 
if I'm going to give away trust easy, no, you know what? I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. It changed my perspective on it a little because I'm, I'm big on earning trust too. And, and if people prove to be untrustworthy, then yeah. I mean, obviously you can't trust them. But I think there's, I think there's like a biblical school of thought maybe on it. And I, I can't think of a specific Bible verse right now, but, um, you know, it's consider others better than yourselves or yeah, judgment. I don't know. No judgment. Yeah. You know, no give them that trust until they prove that they're not trustworthy. And then, but, and obviously when I say that, I'm not saying, you know, go give away all your possessions or your wealth or whatever and just yeah, yeah, yeah. trust people. Um, well, you anyway. know, when you just, when you, this is a, this is really interesting. When you just said that, my initial reaction was, oh, he seems like he's gaming it. It was a negative reaction. But uh, upon further review, <laughs> upon further review, no, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, it, it, you know, don't give away all your cards, but also don't super hide them. You're not trying to win. It's not so competitive. Just uh, whatever approach works for you. If he prefers, if he's, maybe he's an integrator, he's, a, he's, a, he's an extrovert. Uh, he likes people. So when he meets people, he's just Gary. He's not dishonest at all. He's just being himself. Mm-hmm. And he's not judging anybody. So how, who could disagree with that approach? Yeah, I totally agree, man. Totally agree. So Adam, tell me in our audience today about your leadership story. Kind of give us, give us an overview of how you got to where you are and maybe some of your aspirations for the future. Yeah. Uh, long journey. I'd say the most important inflection moment was like a self-realization around what it is that I want to do and what makes me happy. And then once I had that figured out, I had always heard like, you know, do what makes you happy, Adam, which is a fine ism, but my reaction to it was, well, then I'm going to be poor. Right. I, I need a, I need a good job or I'll die, but uh, it's not so black and white. So I realized that teaching and mentorship and deep personal relationships are what uh, do it for me. So in my career, there are, and I work for a huge company, there's all kinds of opportunities to teach and mentor and lead from any position to our point earlier. So I kind of just, realized I was in the perfect spot and then invested more in like, even like it was one day I went into work and I was kind of different. Not, 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 not all at once, but over time, I was like, I get it now. Now, now I can. And so the, the same people, the same job title, the same work context, same personal relationships are all better as a result of me taking a moment to be like, what does Adam want? What makes Adam happy? And then uh, being really honest with that helped set everything else up around leadership. So I have leadership qualifications. I have led teams and programs and things. Um, but the stuff I'm most proud of would be the impact I've had on people and the impact that they've had on me. That's awesome, man. Super cool perspective. I, I had a similar moment myself and it's, it's come recently, um, even though I've had leadership experience, like you mentioned, um, there's just this kind of mental switch where you, you get into this empowered owned, like, like you basically own it. You start yeah. owning it and going, Hey, you know, I can lead and make huge impact from whatever position 
I'm in, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't have to necessarily wait to make a big impact until I'm some big high up business leader. No, it's too late then. Right. You've got to be doing it already or you're not going to be ready for it when you get there. If you can't do it as a soldier, why do you think you can do it as a general? I think people mess that up. There'll be a moment where you wake up and you have a position that satisfies all your dreams. It's a lie. It's not real. Right. Uh, You you spend your, your whole life looking at other things. Literally, your eyes and your nose and your ears are pointed away from you. And, uh, you know, you, you meet people and you think about what, what are they thinking? What do the other people want? You get all nervous about it and you never look at yourself, which is hilarious right? and sad. But once you do, the better you know yourself. That's the secret keys to, to everything. Once you know yourself, it helps you frame everything else that happens to you and you, it just it just clicks versus if you don't know yourself, then everything is just random happenings. There's no context. Like right. words, it's words without yeah. communication to our point earlier. Uh, but we, if you, if you take a moment of so, and, and self reflect and have a better picture of yourself, then all of a sudden it's communication and that's what you want. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Totally agree. You sound very self-aware. You sound, <laughs> right. you sound like, you know, right. You know yourself pretty well, Adam. I'm curious. Do you still play the bassoon? <laughs> I do not play the bassoon. However, I, I picked up the drums in quarantine. I can play the guitar and the harmonica and the bass. Bassoon wasn't for me. I'm a double reed guy, Phil. Sorry, man. You're supposed to silence your phones when you're doing a podcast, but I, I neglect to do these things. Well, this was pretty ad hoc. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely ad hoc, for sure. For sure. So what are you passionate about, man? What's... uh? What's your dream in life? Hmm, I think this conversation is squarely at the middle of it. Uh, I, I half joke, half serious, talking about running for president. Uh, and it's, it's more about uh, how do we show more people it's okay to be ourselves? It's like, okay, I, I think I need a bigger platform. Which kind of like, you outgrow the... I like the, all these, uh, these, these subplots that weave together like a good procedural cop show that we're doing right now. So uh, you outgrow the position, right? And, and then it's time to, I need a new position. It's, it's not the other way around, although that's how most people see it. So I, I feel like I have something. I have a message I want to, to spell. And now it's time to, to tell that message to more people. So what do I want to do? I want to meet more people. I want to help more people relax and become comfortable with who they are. And I think uh, I'm trying to figure out what is the, what's the maximum productivity chart between cost and and everything to, to make that happen. So that's what I'm doing. That's my mission. Super cool, man. Super cool mission. Very, very uh, servant leadership focused, which I love. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get a lot out of it too. It's a lot of fun for me. So it's not altruistic. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. For sure. For sure. Any other thoughts, any other topics you want to cover today, Adam? This was, as you mentioned, pretty ad hoc. So we didn't necessarily good, prep for this. I think there's some good nuggets in here. I think I think people will get some value out of this and definitely some interesting perspectives. If you enjoyed today's show, give it a five-star rating, follow, subscribe, and head on over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more about the Go Lead Everything movement. For more great content daily, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at RealPhilSwanson.com. 
Facebook and LinkedIn at Philip Swanson. And for videos of these episodes and other great video content daily, subscribe to the Philip Swanson channel on YouTube. That's Philip with one L like the Bible. Now go lead everything.